We're going to win this shit? I hope so. Let's at least place. <laughs> We're fucking team. Quack. 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 Let's do a better podcast than Podcast Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than Jesus now. We are Honest One Hunters and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. And I got one hand in my pocket, and the other one's doing a podcast about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young. I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Always a pleasure. Mr. Nathan Harrison. You continue to impress. And, and innovate. It's beautiful. I do what I can. Uh, and Mr. Adam. Buncher. Who's now just going to be constantly wondering how tall Jesus was. Oh. We don't know. Well, shorter <laughs> than John Lennon, I guess. Yeah. At least. So it gives you like a range. <laughs> so has anyone ever come out with a quote, I'm definitely not bigger than Jesus? Because then we actually have a definite scale. Mm. And if he, if he happened to be like of a similar height to John yeah. Lennon, we can narrow it down well, quite it was, well. If you're not bigger than Jesus, then, like, <laughs> then mail in. But it was like thousands of years ago, relatively, he would have been pretty short. Like you have to have yeah, been like, a little bit. grown up. Yeah. yeah. He could, what, if, what if Jesus was like 5'2"? Like... <laughs> That's what a divine. Jesus- that is the divine height, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> what if Jesus was like Peter Dinklage size, wow. just just hobbling around, curing the blind and sick and shit? Yeah, in in the same way that Dinklage is just so fucking quality, you'd forget that he like is short. Yeah, he's just so great at acting and, that you forget. Like same Jesus, as Jesus. Peter yeah, Dinklage, yeah. so good at healing the blind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's why oh. it's not mentioned in the so, Bible. So good, wa- yeah. like, you know, so good at washing feet. That like <laughs> the, the, the main Jesus skill. <laughs> At number 85, uh, the bitch is back. This is Alanis Morissette with hand in my pocket. People were too tall to tie his sandals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really easy for him to watch. Already, he's already down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Any Christian fans of Alanis Huntington? Click subscribe. Gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm broke, but I'm happy. I'm poor, but I'm kind. I'm short, but I'm healthy, yeah. I'm high, but I'm grounded. I'm sane, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful, baby. And what it all comes down to is that every man's gotta be fine, fine, fine. Cause I've got
Alanis Morissette once again kicking us off uh, at number 85 in the 1995 Hottest 100. That was Hand in My Pocket, one of the absolute bangers that you will find on Jagged Little Pill. Let me tell you a little bit about something called Four Chord Songs. It was a little black book that I picked up from the library. You could get a little black book of Australian songs, you could get a little black book of Beatles songs, you get a little black book of Four Chord Songs. Super easy songs to learn, and when I was starting out, I was just like, well, I know maybe Four Chords, this could work out very well for me. And one of those songs was Hand in My Pocket. So it is one of the first songs that I learned how to play and I'm I'm always excited when I think about that because I loved this song growing up. Every time it came on the radio it was super exciting. Like uh all I really want wasn't a radio single, it wasn't like a staple, but this was. This you could not escape from when it was at its peak. It's a definitive statement from a definitive album in that she's still young and still has no fucking idea what's going on in the world around her. And it's reflected in the lyrics, you know, she's mm. everything and nothing at once. She's short, but she's healthy. Yeah, exactly. Much like Jesus. Hey. Hey. <laughs> also, uh, great use of the word chicken shit. I was, yeah. That was actually one of my notes. I, yeah. just, I had it in here. It's just like heavily underlined. Yeah, chicken yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I used to just say that all the time. Chicken shit. Oh, and the way she would hop fucking enunciate those R's. I'm drunk, but I'm sober. Yeah. Like, sometimes I would accidentally just add a hard R to something, <laughs> and then I'd, I'd realize what I'd done. I was like, oh my god, I'm becoming a Lana Morissette. I'm Morissetting right here. I'm Morissetting. <laughs> <laughs> that should totally be a thing. That would be mm. absolutely all time. Yeah. Uh, when you're but, short, but you're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Peter Dinklage. Yeah. yeah. The Alanis Morissette of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> he, as he's often called. <laughs> Uh, but what it all boils down to is that everything is going to be fine, fine, fine. I love this song. I, I'm fully aware that it's cheesy and it's slightly dated or whatever, but, you know, you can throw this on and I will never be in a bad mood when it's on. It's just one of those simple, sweet pleasures of life. Gentlemen, have at it. Just pointing out that it's cheesy, I think it managed to circumvent the cheese quite a little bit. I think it yeah. sees, sees the cheese platter and it's just like, mm, actually, I'm probably good. I probably don't it's, want to have weird dreams tonight. It's, it's more, the, more, more the dates on the side. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe... Because it's dated. Sometimes... Oh, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, what does that mean? <laughs> that, that, that's what it means. I do say that partly in jest because as much as, like, I do maintain my comments from regarding Alanis last week, I'm kind of locked in that 90s aesthetic when here yeah. we're in 2015. But I think this song sounds more time capsule-y than, than, well than dated. Like, I don't think, it, I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's aged poorly at all. I just think no. it sounds like a product of its era, which it is. And that's fine. I, I like the whole kind of like the existential, like, ah, uh, whatever the, um, one here in my pocket, you know, flicking a cigarette. Like I get down with that. Like that's, a, that's a cool 90s thing to be doing. It's yeah. so, you've, you've flicked many a cigarette. Yeah, before, before we knew cigarettes yeah. were bad for you in 1996. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were hailing taxi cabs. You've, yeah. You've done that before. I've, I've, I've done that once yeah. or twice when I feel flush with cash <laughs> or drunk. We've all we've all had hands in our pockets at some yeah. point. And is she, she going to update this though and hail like an Uber? Oh. <laughs> no, she did, didn't she? she, she, that, she but that was for ironic. No, that was, that was, oh, yeah, that was yeah, ironic. I think there's room ironic. for this. Yeah. Now she could like flick the habit. Yeah, is oh I've, got, I've got one hand on my pocket, the other flicking your habit. I've got one hand on my pocket, the other hand dialing an Uber. Alanis, get on to us. <laughs> oh, man. Come at us. Could you imagine a completely updated Jagged Little Pill? <laughs> jagged Little Eye Pill or something? I think that really just really devalues her as an artist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, that would be a bad move to oh, release. I know, I know, I know, but you know, milk that cow for mm. what it's worth. 
I heard she is releasing a Jagged Little Pill musical, so she's well into that. Okay. Oh hell yeah. yeah! Oh really? Yes. Is that in the works? Yes, it is. Like now? Yes, it is. And huh. it just as she re- released the album recently with a bunch of additional B sides and miscellaneous. As, as you do on the 20th as you anniversary, do, anniversary yeah, album. Yeah, as that's is, as that's is, more usual than, you know, as creating a musical. Yeah, as is I, the law when you release an album yeah. that people like. I yeah. wish it was the law that, like, every uh, great album, 20-year anniversary, had to become a musical. Maybe this is the first one. And maybe, <laughs> you know, like, the next 10 years is going to be nothing but musicals from, like, late 90s and early 2000 albums. I, for one, welcome our new yeah. Broadway overlords. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> So I think someone mentioned the word accessibility in there somewhere. I think somewhere in the middle of that, somebody has said, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I think that is the major strength of it is relatability. I think that was the word. Someone said relatability, but I think it's relatability and accessibility. You know mm. what the song's on about as soon as you figure out the framework yeah. and the template. And I actually think the creation of that is really, really clever. You get on board with it so easily and effectively, not only in the message that it's getting across, but the tone and, you know, the form of it and how it's sure. how it's getting across. It sets something up, it keeps with it, but it still manages to be rewarding enough. I think in the first listen, you know, you, we're waiting for what comes next. Like, what's the other hand doing? Like, it's and it's enough. Like, <laughs> it's a really terrible and creepy children's <laughs> book. <laughs> But I like what you said to sort of go back to what you were saying about the production, but also what DJ, what you were saying about like it's a four chord song. It's such a simple pop song. Yes, totally. But I think her vocals and and the way she roticizes her R's and and everything, everything she does that's so Alana's about. She plays the piano. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those production, it's such an idiosyncratic song. This song doesn't sound like any other song. Even though it's a very straightforward four chord pop song, yeah. mm. like I think that's really really clever production and just the fact that Alanis is Alanis. Yeah. Every every instrument sounds really good, and it's, I particularly like the kind of semi sampled, semi lo fi drum beat. Like it almost oh, seems yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. an old school hip hop. It's great, song. yeah. Just right from the intro, yeah. it's like this sounds different. If anything, I think it's making a connection between um, like hip hop production aesthetics. And that folky spoken word yeah, stuff. Like yeah, that's that, like the coffee shop. Yeah, that like she is much more a part the, of that um, lineage. That's really smart. Mm. Um, also, like we were talking when we last discussed Alanis Morissette about like the Alanis Morissette character and various questions about how much that was manufactured the and how much that was pushed thing, across yeah. and the autism. Uh, but you know, like yeah. that whole thing. But yeah. like, I think if you were just putting aside the judgments about it, I think this demonstrates a really interesting side of the Alanis Morissette character. If you look at the different sides that's presented in kind of her other singles, even like All I Really Want, it's just kind of like that manic, yeah, I'm unreasonable, deal with it kind of thing. And then you've other songs that we're going to be discussing later, obviously have a very strong voice and very strong character as well. But this is like a kind of nice midpoint and counterpoint Mm. to those kind of things as well. That kind of like, yeah, like some things are bad, but... Everything's all right. And it's like genuinely comforting to listen to. I still find that. Yeah, same. You know? I like, have a huge I think soft it succeeds spot for this in that. I hated Alanis Morissette when she was first kicking around and when I first what? heard her as a kid. I did. I, I didn't get it. I was too young and like, it was just like, oh, this lady is yelling at me. Yeah. And there's kind of as far as it went, you know? Um, <laughs> that was a spot on young Adam. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some um, reason you turned into this like a uh, Victorian group. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. like yeah. Stewie Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the young deuce? Master Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing like a cummerbund. Yeah. A young lord. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was very fond of uh, cummerbunds as a kid. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ta- just I, on their I, own. Just with the t-shirt. Yeah. T-shirt and cummerbund. Listen, man. If you're listening to Lonely Island, it's a good name for a Lonely Island album. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're full of really great ideas. <laughs> 
Why has no one hired us yet? For what? <laughs> come up with album names. <laughs> come on, just we could be ideas. a think tank. Got one hand in my pocket, the other hand tying a <laughs> Can you do that one hand? Oh, I'm sure you can. All right. Uh, well, you ought to know what song we're going to be talking about of Alanis's uh, in the not too distant future. But uh, mm. for now, let's put our hands back in our pockets. At number 84, you am I. They're back. This is Kathy's Clown. Kathy's Clown by UMI at number 84 in the 1995 Hottest 100. We all just broke into air guitars. <laughs> yeah. You know what time it is. We're talking Timmy Rogers. We're talking floor sitting. We are talking about one of the most talked about bands in the history of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm really glad. Like, I think that's what the hottest 100 right should be. Bush. Yeah, right up there with Bush. <laughs> Who we haven't discussed. <laughs> yeah. Who we will get to discuss very we, soon. We've only discussed. We haven't, <laughs> haven't had a song. I realized yeah, I know. <laughs> Andrew, I realized Imagine something if they recently. Had. Uh, I, I realized that my Bush is Vertical Horizon. Mm. And oh, I'm okay with that. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who we will never get to talk about. But that's another story entirely. Sure, we can find some sort of segue. You oh. know, this band knew them. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, ever- we're going to be on the lookout now. It's yeah, six that- degrees of vertical horizon. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is everything I want. It really is. Ah, uh, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's clown. You am I, Nathan Harrison. Okay, for starters, I love that it goes for two minutes twenty-five. Like, yeah. oh my god, it's so good. I think a lesser band would have. And it still has time for fucking build up. Like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. but a lesser band would have tried to pad it out with like a shitty solo and repeating a bridge or something like that. But you and I know exactly what they're doing. And they're like, nope, this is the whole song, and it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a short song. No, no it does so much. Yeah. It's a full meal. Yeah, it yeah. is a full meal. I think this is the first single from Hi-Fi Way. I believe so. Yeah, it's just like a huge, fun, rolling rock song. I just want to like drive around in summer like with a drink in my arm out the window i don't know what like what hands i'm holding the wheel with but like and just like drive around in summer listening to this song just because it's so fun and cool i do miss a little bit of the roughness that we've talked about particularly from tim in terms of vocal delivery that kind of I'm giving you everything strain that he does so well. Like all this, his eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, yeah, he doesn't. He's he is only giving you some of his eggs this song, which is fine. He doesn't need to give you yeah. all his eggs every song. Yeah, it's giving you a there's, lot of bacon there's, without there's enough egg. There's, there's enough egg. Yeah, but I'm full. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't it's really a full a, meal of egg. This isn't really like a negative criticism. It's just like yeah. this feels like a much easier song to get out, even than um, Jewels and Bullets that we talked about yeah. like last episode or whatever. Yeah. That was. 
Yeah. You know, that that had like huge punch, whereas this is just like a well, super no, fun I, rock I song. I said that your Jewels and Bullets was like um, Berlin Jair V2. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, this is this is a different kind of song, which is totally fine oh, and shows, I think, place. a lot of growth for the band. Yeah. The, 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 there's a, a good amount of menace to the music, which I think is good with the kind of innocuous lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I like that kind of work. And I love the, the change in the guitar after like the second line of the verse, where it's sort of the, instead of just going down the same way, it goes like up mm. and down. It's hard to, to talk about. I also love Shield. Uh, <laughs> drop beers like you drop vitamins <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty oh and uh, have you ever never wanted to let somebody down yeah that's supposed to you were my lyric that ever yeah, yeah. right it's just 100%. wonderful this song kind of perplexes me a little bit because it's really, really good. Obviously, it's an amazing rock song and it's UMI and everything that you love about UMI is here in various degrees. But it's just like on paper and even a little bit to listen to, it's kind of like, ah... Should it be as good as it is? Like, yeah, because I, I think it's exactly what you said. Like, if it were in the hands of another band, even just in its basic parts, I don't know whether I would like it as much. Which makes me wonder whether it's confirmation bias going on here. I think maybe a but little, but, but also, UMI as a band, and particularly Tim as a vocalist, have a charm that that makes this song work more than someone else would make it work. It makes me just kind of go, oh, man, like, what is it to talk about music and have musical opinions when it's like something can be that on the line, mm. you know? It, it no, of, I agree. The, but the it first, is, like, it's definitely there. The first time I listened to this in preparation for today, I was like, I don't know. Compared to the other UMI songs, I don't know. But then listening back to it some more, I was yeah. like, actually, yeah, I do. Yeah, but I but do there's, there's just a, a flicker of doubt. I don't know. All down in my mind goes away once that fucking Paul Westerberg fucking Rickenbacker fucking swag comes it's in. Good. That's <laughs> very good tone. That is an excellent yeah. guitar And then tone. the fucking double flam just straight into it. Yeah. It's just a great slice of fucking power pop, you know, in that same vein of like Cheap Trick and uh, like Super Chunk and stuff like that. Like just such a great little sugar rush. Fucking, how about those double hand claps? That Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking, like, mod hip shake and shit. It's so I, I love cool. It. Yeah, it's sick. Mm. I love it. I wanted to talk about uh, one particular experience I had with this song. Uh, so, I saw UMI. They were the first band I saw, technically the first gig that I went to in 2014. They played at the Vic on the Park, out in the car park on New Year's Day. And uh, the show was built as UMI and Friends. So, they had a bunch of people getting up and jamming with them, including Courtney Barnett who got up and sang I Touch Myself with them, which was awesome, including Murray Cook, uh, the former Red Wiggle, who mm. got up and played lead guitar. Is he not the Red Wiggle anymore? No, no. The whole lineup's changed. Yeah. yeah really, dude? Oh, this, well, I knew, this, it's like happened, Star Trek. It's just, yeah. <laughs> this happened huh. like three years ago. Anthony's the only Different coloured shirts. No, no, Actually, there's they've all got they've all got the same team. shirts, yeah. but um, same skivvies or whatever. But yeah, Anthony is the only one that's left from the original lineup. <laughs> that was always going to be the way. I think like, was Anthony was always going to be the last on that ship. He was the youngest, I think. Like he's, the, the ship is doing well. Yeah, they can sound like it's sinking. Yeah, no, no, like, they're still on the Forbes list. Uh-huh. I, I've got to, I've got to emphasize. Like, no, it's not a sinking ship. Yeah. It's just, you know, just a change of crew. Yeah. So the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Enterprise was doing well too, Nathan. Yes, at times. <laughs> it had its, it had its struggles. Yeah, I guess that makes the new Red Wiggle the new Patrick Stewart. I suppose. Yeah, um, as opposed imagine to imagine if it um, was Patrick Stewart. Oh my god <laughs> Hello children I'm the space wiggle Shut up everybody <laughs> Fucking nail it You know it You know he would kill that shit Oh my god Hell yes he would So anyway um, Murray Cook got up And jammed on Lust for Life And Born oh, to Run Oh my fucking god a. It was so yeah. sick But uh, yeah At one point uh, They were playing It was a nice little One too Of Berlin Chair Into Kathy's Clown As Kathy's Clown started 
what I thought was some crazy munted punter <laughs> climbed up the speaker stack, stood on top of it, and was getting the crowd to go absolutely like, come on! And then I did a double take. I was like, is that Phil Jamison? Huh. Uh, and the answer to that question was, you bet your balls oh, it wow. was Phil Jamison. Yeah. And then he fucking left off the speaker stack and sang Kathy's Clown. And I am he, Grinspoon Phil Jamison. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the we'll one we'll be hearing from him soon. Very, in, soon. very soon indeed. Long after his uh, Lismore unearthed days, he was a... Uh, just hanging out, high out of his fucking mind, just rocking out with his <laughs> old mates in UMI. And fair enough. And Isn't kill- that UMI though? Like moments like that, UMI and friends. UMI were never without they their can, friends. They can like, get away with that. Other mm. bands, like if it was Grinspoon and friends, wouldn't pass. <laughs> no, you guys be on the pale. But that UMI would be and an friends. interesting show. It's just like <laughs> fucking old mate from Sunk Lotto or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jay from 28 Days. Bass player from COG. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, actually, there's a great... I have another great story about that. Because you um, know them. N- not personally. Um, I only ever met them once, but um, their lead singer was in one of my modern history books. Ah, uh, yes, huh. I know this. I, a few people um, pointed this out to me. He and a bunch of other people were protesting developments on Bondi Beach, so they buried themselves in the sand and just stood there and wouldn't let them fucking through. That's yeah. hectic. And so someone got a photo of fucking, I think it was Luke, his name was? Uh, Luke Gower? Um, just sitting there, like, sitting there in the sand, folded arms, just fucking like, yeah, fucking do something, bruh. They still have that catfish moustache? <laughs> yeah, with the catfish moustache, oh. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Did anyone listen to the Everly's Brothers song, Kathy's Clown? No. no not as good. <laughs> oh. That doesn't surprise me. Does anyone have any idea what the song's actually about, though? I couldn't tell you off the oh, top yeah, of my head. I can't, I can't really make heads it, or tails. It was hard, like, because the film clip had such a strong narrative, I was like, I don't think it's anything to do with this, but it feels very much like it could be. Film clip is an excellent... Great film clip. It's really well realised mm. in terms of, like, a conceit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The idea of like yeah. uh, Even right, right from the opening image where he's walking towards her with the pillow and then he puts the pillow. That's behind that's her head. right. It's like, yeah, oh, it's nice. For those who haven't seen it, um, basically just like the guys from UMI dressed up in suits like they're like really cool Tarantino esque hitmen, <laughs> gonna knock off this old lady and get her fortune, but they're actually just taking care of her. Yeah, being really nice boys. <laughs> UMI are super good boys, yeah. and uh, that's uh, what that's what the song's all about. Being a super good boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Berlin Chair is also about a weird bald guy in a space suit who shows up. <laughs> At the end of Kathy's garden. He fucking yeah, does. He, he comes in as well. Full circle. Yep. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say he was on the speaker stack. Could <laughs> 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 you imagine? And you recognised him like <laughs> 20 on. years ago. He was wearing the suit, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. He never takes it off. <laughs> it's like Swamp Thing at the festival <laughs> where they bring out the baby. <laughs> at Def Con. You am I the Swamp Thing to finish Def Con. <laughs> <laughs> that would close Def Con. But you, not for the you way You just we have to go, it. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, I miss out on that. This is going to break the bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of this is canon. All of this is canon. Mm. Oh, my God. I just I just want more UMI. And I'm glad we're going to get it. Oh, we I are. Because I want that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're like, we're firmly in the, in the heyday of UMI right now. Yeah. With yeah. these songs, yeah. which is great. We've gone from me sitting on the floor to me climbing on the speaker stack. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we're moving oh, yeah. on up, baby. You yeah. are the space guy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I will buy you that suit if I ever see it. Fuck yeah. Or tailor make it. Oh, I don't yes. know how to sew, but I think that's a worthwhile endeavor. <laughs> uh, but I know someone who does. <laughs> That'll mom. be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Bunch's mom. Yeah. I think she knows how to sew. 
<laughs> this podcast brought to you by Bonch's Mom. Like, yeah. Mention Buncher to get a free trial. <laughs> oh, I will take you up on that officer. <laughs> Buncher's mom's learning abilities are free to use whenever you like, but she has upgrade and paid plans for those who want a little bit more. <laughs> what are we? It's getting no good for Adam. Stamps.com. As soon as mums are mentioned, even if I'm the one to mention it, it's just kind of like, oh, there's a mum here. Yeah. Things anyway. get fraught. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Support for Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands comes from Bunch's mum. From Bunch's mum. Bunch's. Yeah. <laughs> moom? <laughs> Bunker's mum? Bunker's moom? Bunker's moom would be a great band name. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I use Bunker's moom. You do. I use it I every do, day. I do actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mother is a saint. <laughs> you ready, Adam? Yeah, yeah, I am. This isn't this isn't like Grace. <laughs> yeah, I'm always. I'm, I'm he's still, just, he's I'm just still not ready out. to talk about Grace now. Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please don't Good thing do we've already done it. Oh, uh, have we? I don't, oh wait, I don't no, it like... actually got voted in the year after as well. <laughs> I'm kidding. The world's not good enough for that. <laughs> this cursed world. At number eighty-three, it's Björk with Army of Me. Number 83 with Army of Me, and we have an army of Adam Buncher right on our side, plowing his way through town on a giant tank, mm. and he is about to lay the smacketh down on your earbuds, talking shop on the Icelandic <laughs> singing nymph that is Björk. What you got, my friend? Fucking love Björk, man. How fucking good I fucking is Björk? Björk. It's, it's taken me a really long time to finally reach that conclusion. Like, it's something that I kind of suspected for a long time, and my love for Björk has eventually been building, but, like, seriously, mm. it's almost like of all time kind of love. Yeah, or totally. Of all time kind of favouritism. I have a favouritism. Damn it. I can't even say a part of the word. Or a word that has a... Ah... But yeah, uh, Björk, I think maybe her most recent album kind of cemented it for me. Um, it's very good. It's super good. And I went back and listened to a lot more Björk this year. So it's been a big like Björk listening year for me. And it's just all so incredible. Uh, this song, I think, is is just stellar. I think it's way, way too low to be in the countdown at this position. I like I, If this was in top 10, 
wouldn't question it for a second because mainly it makes me question like what position Bjork had in the kind of the the cultural landscape mm-hmm. of Triple J. Um, also and stuff Australia like where when in the year it came out and you know lots yeah. of weird hottest one hundred because this song certainly yep. has had a big legacy. This is one of that's the right Bjork songs. Yeah, yeah that's like, right that people think of mm-hmm. now. So the only time Bjork has been in the top ten is because of her most famous song, which. Isn't even her song. Mm. Exactly. Mac, you think? Yeah, DK Spiracy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I, I seriously think this song could drop tomorrow and it would still sound new and fresh. Oh, no I doubt. Agree, but yeah. at the same time, it's also really, really clued into a whole lot of the trip hop mm. stuff yeah, exactly. at the time. Yeah. And what's amazing about that is that trip hop was brand friggin' new. Like, totally, yeah. Massive Attack was doing trip hop at this time. You know, the originators of trip hop were still doing trip hop and Bjork's onto it. Yeah. And I think it's very, very important that Bjork gets a credit for that because she's one of the co-producers of this track and it's something she said in like an interview kind of recently she mm. she had this, did this amazing pitchfork interview that like a lot of really amazing quotes and all of it, it got shared quite a lot because mm. she spoke out quite a lot as kind of like oh, yeah, being yeah, a yeah. female artist and stuff like that mm, she's just like mm. everyone she mentions Kanye West as a, as a kind of comparison it's like everyone talks about Kanye West as being this amazing producer and whatever but he worked with this massive team and he always has worked with massive teams and yet I dropped an album and people are talking about they're not mentioning me in the production yeah they're talking about the Chemical Brothers they're talking whatever. about Chemical yeah, she, Brothers well, talking about Arca Hacks Matt and Cloak yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like I've I've been responsible for like the majority of the production, the mm. majority of the sound work on that yeah, stuff. So yeah. like retrospectively, I'm gonna go and say like nineteen ninety five, Bjork, so on top of what was going in terms of like uh electronic music and whatever. And this as a pop song, consider it as a pop song, how much of a statement is that? Made more of a statement by the fact that we've seen Bjork not really inhabit this kind of persona. She's in such a strong position. It's in this really track. good as well, like shaking off that kind of pixie thing. Like, yeah, it, that's yeah. right. And really good. I, I've mentioned before my, um, I guess, hesitation in jumping aboard the Bjork love in. Mm. Like it comes across to me a little bit as manufactured weirdness. The interviews from the period really don't help. I mean, I've mentioned this before when we spoke about her, but I think this song um, is absolutely terrific. This is yeah. utterly remarkable, and it's because it doesn't sound pixie-ish, and that's what doesn't rub me the right way about Bjork. But this is so fucking. It's like Portis had done by Ministry. Like, mm, yeah, it's absolutely incredible piece of. That's like, a great comparison. Like, it's pretty good. Miserablest, like hating trip hop. It's fucking so so up Industrial. my alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Green, yeah, it's a terrific piece of music. The chorus is so angry, so angry, and yeah. we've we've just come out of grunge where angry choruses are like not the, the norm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you have to have them, and so to incorporate that kind of anger and frustration and that threat of you'll meet an army of me, yeah. like wonderful da- statement. Yeah. Like you could even listen to the music in itself and and then think if someone tells you like the song's called Army of Me, you'll be like, yep, legit. Mm. Like it conveys yeah, that it sense as well. Yeah, it just keeps fucking going. And again, is an empowering kind of statement. Like Army of Me. Yeah, yeah exactly. And also as because a, as, a, as a title. Yeah, and like that the industrial sound gives it like not mm. strictly a militaristic vibe. It is an army, but also it is exclusively just Bjork. It's not yeah, anybody it's, else. Yeah. It's Bjork. Yeah, yeah. like that yeah. gurgle of the yeah. bass. It sounds like three drummers yeah. are playing at the same She's time. The Those army. drums go so ah, fucking hard. Do you know where the drums are from? No, is it? Is it? It's a it's a it, big sample. Uh, is it when the levee breaks? Yeah. Oh, Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin. What an ear! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Led Zeppelin's when the levee breaks. Wow. But Did that's just you like speak that. 
Just yeah. then? Off memory? Yeah. Amazing. Who You're is incredible. DJ Watt? Yeah, who is this man? I'm now imagining a utopia where John Bonham is Bjork's drummer. Oh, <laughs> could you fucking imagine those shows? Well, Holy shit. If only you mentioned like, the incarnation of this song live, because potentially she doesn't need any drummers, because um, I actually was reading, and I would love to see, I don't know whether footage of this exists or any kind of documentation, but apparently this song has been performed live on a Tesla coil. Huh. I don't what even now? know. It's like um, you never you never played uh, like Red Alert. <laughs> Can't say I have. Oh man, they're man just a bit a big a, a big like science fictiony looking yeah Christmas like, tree, Christmas tree shaped thing. thing with a shoots, I don't, I don't, lightning. shoots lightning. Uh huh. Shoots Very lightning. cool. Uh, have you seen uh, Coffee and Cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Jack White. Oil Meg. Yeah, yeah, Jack White makes one. <gasps> All right. Yeah, yeah. NWK has played Party High on a Tesla coil, which was zapping around David Blaine. It's very now good. Now this I've got to see. <laughs> yeah. David Blaine was there as well? He, it was a magic trick being performed by David Blaine, and NWK guest appeared to play the piano Tesla coil, zapping around him, oh, play, really? pa- partying hard. <laughs> like the best magic trick is just getting Andrew WK to guest appear. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Did you guys ever see Andrew WK's 24-hour drum solo? Of course, Yes. <laughs> Now I'm imagining Andrew WK is your drummer. <laughs> the show finishes, everyone goes home, and he's still fucking drumming. <laughs> that would be amazing. And like, because she's doing multiple nights, and he just drums in between. Yeah. <laughs> she goes off stage and Andrew. Yeah, it's a residency. Yeah. 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 See you in the morning. <laughs> okay, yep. yeah. See you later. <laughs> Um, and obviously, obviously, you know, we, we should probably talk about the video as well. Another yeah. great Gondry collaboration. Yeah. Um, and I, just like, yeah, I've said this so many times, but to me, Bjork's videos are just as important as the song mm. themselves. Like, they're they're yeah. almost an instrument unto themselves. Like, it's like New York is a character of the <laughs> show, but it's so good. It, it, like, it just matches the tone of the song so well, but also really well sort of subverts how, like, direct the song is with all of this really kind of absurd imagery that, mm. that feels like it's not going any particular place. The, uh, You're following her. The dolly in and to the gorilla walking in from the side. So good. It's just... And then I, also, I watch also just walking through all the, like, the mirrored corridors and yeah. how, like, ah... Very yeah. good. So I love it. Um, I love it too. And I should mention as well, because I had a little bit of a comment um, when I was talking about Jeff Buckley, saying that, like, Jeff Buckley's one of the few vocalists who who manages to move me just by the way that his voice sounds. I would add Bjork to that list. It's not a long list. As far as I know, in terms of definites on that list, it's two. It's an army of two. It's an army, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's Bjork and Buckley, you know? Potentially more, I, you know, I, when I, when, if I was to think about the question and, and listen actively for more people like that. But those two are, like, definitely, mm. they'd be up the top of the list. No doubt in my mind. No doubt. Yeah, boy. Number 82, it's Mr. Blonde with Sunday.
Bond at number 82 in the 1995 Hottest 100 with a song called Sunday. Two questions. One, why the fuck do I have to be Mr. Pink? Uh, <laughs> second question, how did this beat Bjork and you am I? Third question, would you prefer to be Mr. Blonde? Mm. I'll have to think about that one. But uh, right now I'm, um, I'm stuck in the middle with Andrew McDonald. I think uh, Amazing. when you Google this song, one of the top results is a tweet from the Cat Empire saying, Mr. Blonde, Sunday, great song. It's not on YouTube. It definitely exists though. And they released their album in four different colors. <laughs> What? It, it is on YouTube for stars. <laughs> yeah, we found but it. I yeah. think we that found like a, we found like a rage trip or something. That strikes an incredibly charming chord for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is very sweet. If that was a moment, I'd like to have a cup of tea with that moment. That shows, Just I guess, one, how though. Yeah. like don't linger. Yeah, <laughs> that partly, I guess, shows how little the band was and whatever. Um, this is from their first EP from '95 called "Meet Mr. Blonde." They released. Uh, full-length albums in 97 and 2000, Discogs informs us. And this is absolutely total, like, it's 1.30am and Rage is on core, mm. which is why it's mm. here. Like, mm. it's perfectly serviceable. This will <laughs> this will get you to the venue not a moment earlier than you wanted to get there or a moment later. You'll have enough time to see the merch desk and then see the band. This is exactly what it is, and what it is is... A soft six. <laughs> I am. Um, it, is, it is perfectly serviceable fuzzy pop rock. And I don't have... Like, I, do, I don't know how people will continue this conversation without me. So, go on, please. It's Australian. Australian. Yeah. It feels so empty without you. It's the Australian Pixies. Not, no, not as no, in like... Not. No, not as <laughs> Sorry, like, what? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, what? Adam, that's end of fashion. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Got him. <laughs> what I mean is it's an what Australian band who really like the Pixies. Right, yeah, that is true. They like oh. Brit rock way more than that. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, this I is I just shit. hear Pixies. I okay. hear Pixies. I, I can hear that a bit too. But, like, less Pixies, because it's like Pixies takes everything to, like, it's extreme. And that's kind of what I want from this song, and I think that's kind of what it's lacking. Like, mm. I think six, a soft six is about right. Like, But but I think... <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I'm not debating. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one's debating well, a soft six. Well, I mean, six. maybe, but not in that direction. <laughs> light, light five to a soft six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I straight away I was like oh yeah this is really brit rocky like 80s like smithsy the jam kind of thing and then i found an interview with uh with mr blonde himself on austinpowers.fortunecity.ws <laughs> what Fortune City. Fortune City. Do you remember Fortune City? No. Yeah. Is that like yeah. Geo City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, oh. is, this oh. is funny. We're a couple of years old. This is exactly <laughs> why I remember Fortune City. Uh, yeah. But speaking of Geo Cities, uh, that was the official website for Mr. Blonde. Oh, I, tried, I tried to get a yeah, link no, and yeah. I couldn't get onto it because Geo Cities isn't a thing well, anymore. Well, Fortune City was still up and oh. this interview, and in it, he confirmed that they were very into everything from like jam and blur to the buzzcocks. There's a lot of jam, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. heaps of jam and like smitsy vocals. And he just kept talking about how magical British bands are when it comes to live performance, which, like, I just don't think that's something that I could really attribute to British bands. I, I, I wouldn't. That thought would not never magic. Yeah, my I wouldn't be like, yeah, you know, I like a lot of British music. They're great live. They're always great live. Those <laughs> British bands. Tell you about the Brits. They put on a show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add to this other than that I found that interview. This is the song that we have all said it is already. So I put together the sh- the uh, show notes uh, for this. Uh, so there's like a little uh, group on Facebook and I just like, okay, so here are the songs we're talking about and here are the links to listen to those songs on YouTube. When I typed in Mr. Blonde Sunday on YouTube, I found the link to the music video, but I also found a video from this year of their reunion show where they played it. <gasps> oh! They played at Frankie's and they, were, oh, they played this song. Oh, son. <laughs> 
Could you imagine? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when, when you get rowdy at Frankie's on a fucking Sunday evening. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Morning, they probably would have gone Sunday. on at like seven thirty at yeah. night. They would have been in. They would have been in bed by nine. You know, one of those sort of deals. <laughs> oh, but yeah, wow. they were. They were having a lot of fun, man. Good for them. Good for them. Because awesome. I don't know, they did the first time round, so <laughs> I feel fairly yeah, justified in having down. never yeah. heard this band <laughs> or artist before. <laughs> We will uh, remember this song in the same vein that we remembered uh, Jesse by Paul or uh, Mathar by the Dave Pike set. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whatevs. You know what it's like. Also on um, on Last FM for this song. How many scrubbles are there? You're oh, the first one. listener. <laughs> <laughs> no, the- are you the band? Would you like to fill in the bio? <laughs> there, are, there were others. Um, and there's been like a big discussion of where people could get the music mm. and the the the, the, th- the quote that kept coming up was one dollar at cashies <laughs> cashies also, all, all the songs like this on youtube it's just nothing but comments of people like oh i've completely forgotten about this song i think about it all the time and now here it is on youtube it's just like you are like one out of 20 yeah. million people yeah, i loved this song so much when it was on rage keep it going boys <laughs> yeah like this if you are still listening yeah. to this song in 2013 yeah. Yeah. if you listen to this song in 2014 smash that like button fucking honk that like <laughs> button fam <laughs> oh, that's a good who up the Caulfields they ain't, mm. gonna, they ain't gonna write in their own diary oh heck yeah number 81 it's the Caulfields with Devil's Diary Hearing his hammer, just thinking of devil to planet white panics, a hat that's so old. I'd rather ride about her in my diary. Could she be mine without selling a soul? Dirty deeds from a demon seed don't excite me anymore. Is there one girl, just one girl who says I'm bigger than Jesus now? And I love her. Uptight white virgin or followers I've got these metal chicks Dumber than rocks Dated one once but I hated the music And all her ex-boyfriends Were there on the bus It's never good To be understood By a girl in acid wash The Caulfield's at number 81 In the 1995 Hottest 100 With Devil's Diary Hi <laughs> I'm in Delaware. <laughs> no, the pride and joy of Delaware. The mother. Oh, they're in Delaware. Delaware. They're actually from Delaware. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. They are. They are. Um, yeah. They're prime export. Prime mm. export. <laughs> well, they were. They split up in 1997, as many of these bands of their ilk did. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of label pressure on them to, uh, you know, have a big hit. They had a minor college radio hit and, you know, kind of crossed over here. They actually did come to yeah. Australia once. We were their main success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel embarrassed yeah, I feel by that. Yeesh. Yeah. 81 uh, in the Hottest 100 and a tour opening for Died Pretty. Hmm. So there you go. Our 1995 so, is so that. So there you go. <laughs> so there you go. I always find those these little uh, like alt rock obscurities just fascinating to find. It's the same kind of thing whenever like, like tangentially related when people always say like 
You don't find, like, look at today's music, so crap. You don't find bands like in the 60s, how good were the Beatles, blah, 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 um, and Big Baby. Those people. <laughs> <laughs> that the majority of the music from that era is also forgotten. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. majority of music that you're going to hear now will be forgotten. Like, there'll be individual artists who, stay, who stick out. And it's so fascinating seeing bands like the Caulfields, who never had a huge amount of success, but at the time, enough people liked them to write in. And I think that's really fascinating to see these kind of acts. And to be fair, though, that's the only fascinating thing about exactly. this. Exactly. This is, this is generic rock at its most generic, yeah. obviously. And... Like and what I wrote down here is the internalized misogyny of the lyrics is like <laughs> like he's got his uptight white virginal virginal followers. I've got these metal chicks dumber than rocks, and all her ex boyfriends were there on the bus. It's never Ooh. good to be it's never good to be understood by a girl in acid wash. It's not outrageously like egregious, but it's another strike against mediocrity, which I'm always happy to strike. <laughs> <laughs> Our faves are problematic, fam. <laughs> Not that, it, it, not that this is anyone's fave by a no. fucking stretch. It's just like someone found a recipe for how to write like a 90s pop rock song and they just followed that and like that's it. Like I know I was pretty like, you know, I didn't mind the Matthew Sweet song too much a couple of episodes oh, ago, yeah, but this yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the hell is this? I it's, like it. Really? Yeah, I'm going to show my It's just three and a half now. minutes of cringe. Look, it's it's no, stage I'm... diving off the church of the holier than thou. What, put that in the bin. Like, that's rubbish. <laughs> that's real rubbish. <laughs> that's, just, that's just garbage. Well, yeah. I think, I think my notes say, is... put it in the bin, in the bin, put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> that many times? Yes. Can I, can I see that? Just... You didn't go caps though. No. <laughs> oh wow, but it's actually it's actually no like effort. the t- the way you've spaced it using, yeah. white, using white space is quite yeah. creative. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. More creative than the Caulfields. <laughs> yeah. You put meme oh, arrows I, on it. I think the thing Garth, with- that was a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing with me, like I, I I'm gonna stand by me liking this song. I'm you didn't like by. Matthew Sweet. No. That was, that was I don't really understand. Like I like Matthew Sweet. Probably because the lead singer of this band doesn't look like a serial killer. <laughs> he, he looks like a weird. I don't know what C- he serial public masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't remember the video. I, I guess I'm just not as offended by it. I, I'm not I, offended. Oh, I just think it's generic. Yeah. Well, I'm not as offended by mediocrity. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm not offended by like empty chip packets. But I'll put them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's catchy. Yeah, you're right. It is generic '90s. Pop rock, but I think like for that reason, you can look back on it with a little bit of a wink and a smile, and and kind of enjoy it a little bit more. No, I, but that's the problem. Like I can't. Like you I kind of want to because it's it's so like something about it's it. doing all that stuff. Yeah, something but about it, it disarms me. Like I, I I couldn't I couldn't take arms against this song. I think it's just like the chorus is it's just catchy. It's dumb. I just think it's missing like good. <laughs> Any, but even, even like other sort of 90s pop rock has like this real fun thing or whatever going on. This is just empty. This feels like an empty shell of like a pop rock song to me. What about the <laughs> reggae the reggae packet. verses? The it's fun. It's a reggae rhythm. Come on. I'm sounding like someone's lame shit. mum now. It's a shit Sound like you're in 311 or some shit. Come on, guys. The reggae's cool. I didn't prepare notes enough to kind of like like justified this song because I thought I thought everyone would be like oh this is fun enough and I'd be like yeah it is fun enough that's the trap you can't justify it (laughs) it's very easy to dismiss but very hard to like back it up to our paraphrase we draw me here if you say it's fun enough that's not fun enough (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is that the Caulfield's music is bad and they should feel bad (laughs) yes (laughs) actually this is more damning music is generic and they should feel generic (laughs) I admit that it, it does it does kind of smack of the teen movie frat boy kind of vibe, <laughs> but I think like 
it's distanced enough from that that I again like it doesn't that doesn't kind of put me off. They're from Delaware. That's fine. They they're pleasant Canadian dudes. They probably hang out with crash test dummies. Delaware's and not in Canada. Delaware's the, in the US. What? Delaware's, Delaware's not in Canada. These guys are from Canada. Pretty sure they're not. Pretty sure they're from Delaware. I thought they were from Canada. Are they not from Canada? I'm pretty sure they're from Delaware. How close is-, is Delaware to Canada? Is it's it on the border? It's, it's on the same continent. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> are you looking it up? Yeah. Wait, are you looking up where they're from or how close Delaware is to the border? Uh, either is good. Delaware is one of the mid-Atlantic states located oh, in the, the northeast megalopolis right. of the US. It is bordered mm. to the south and west by Maryland, Canada, right. New, New Jersey, and, and Pennsylvania. Right. It's, right. it's, it's near Jersey. It's, it's near New Jersey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Hold on. Um... All I know about is... <laughs> <laughs> I googled Delaware to Canadian border, and the first result is is a post from DelawarePublic.org, man caught smuggling turtles across US-Canadian border. What I think fu- that answers what the fucking, question. What a legend. The, the, the war of 1812 lives on. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly happy yeah. to just sit here and be like, this is on the more, more enjoyable side of generic. Okay, sure. And the it's more not fun outstandingly bad. It's just fun to talk about how generic it is. That's fine. It is, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. I'm not. I'm not offended. It, it's not. That doesn't offend me. Yeah. That's all right. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Holy Earth and now. Now, now, now. We have also established that Jesus was quite short, so you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. the chorus does kind of become less impressive. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest One Hundred and Thousandth. Thank you very much for listening thank you for, for being here M- much appreciated I, I'm very happy to be here I'm very happy to be here in the surrounds of FBI studios once a motherfucking again FBIRadio.com is your hookup holler at your boy let's mm. talk about our favourites and our least favourites for my favourite oh it's a tough one isn't but, it oh, no it's look, really not guys not, maybe it's for not, you it's not tough you it's piece of shit Mate, don't judge me <laughs> don't judge me um fuck it I'm gonna go hand in my pocket uh and Ooh. least favourite is gonna be Sunday hmm my uh favourite is Björk and my least favourite is Devil's Diary yeah I'm gonna go with the same I'm gonna go with Army of Me for my favourite track and my uh-huh. least favorite, I shouldn't surprise anyone and my least favourite track is Sunday wunderbar yeah well, that's going to do us for another week. Thank you guys so much for checking this out. Much appreciated, as always. On behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Thank you. On behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. In the bin. On behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. Okay. <laughs> and on behalf of Peter Dinklage, Jesus. <laughs> my name is David James Young. Keep music holy. See ya. Why are these guys about to drop them at the Moray Pizza Pies with the moon vertit your eye? <laughs> <laughs> this Bellissimo son of a mama. <laughs> <laughs> this Bellissimo son of a mama is making super hot pizza pies and it's basically a Moray. How? Just watch the moon hit your eyes. <laughs> Where is that from? And no, isn't the That's a Moray starter kit? <laughs> <laughs> moon eye pizza. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
<laughs> that guy. You, you, when they came up with the internet, they were just like, had such fucking lofty ideas. Like a guitar and a